Well, I guess the funny one, I think my supervisor thinks I'm an idiot because the power went off in the lab. So uh -huh. I was thinking I had to work this PPM machine, part per million, and I, it wasn't working. It wasn't picking up on the machine. I think I was freaking out. I didn't know what to do. So I called my supervisor over. He looked at me and he's like, it's not plugged in. Thinking, shit, thanks. So. Yeah. Something <laughs> simple as that. He seems kind of like a dick. He didn't have to say it like that. <laughs> oh my god. He's not a dick, but I guess it's kind of simple because he looked like, yeah, yeah, it's not pumpkin. So, yeah. well, okay. Well, that's that's nice. That, that, oh, wait, what was the, you said a PPM machine? What is that for everybody who doesn't know what the hell that is, including me? It's mostly for me. <laughs> well, PPM is for parts per million. So I guess if you're analyzing a sample, let's say you have it, let's say a sand sample. Parts per million, it's the high amount that sand is hazardous. If it's not, then it's low. So mm -hmm. uh, we have a connected for sulfur so we have to see the sulfur parts per million for like the boat fuel samples mm -hmm. and all my company secrets out yeah, that's right <laughs> yay <laughs> welcome back to confrontational millennials with that i'm nikki alley <laughs> and i am bell mars and um bell mars just told everyone what she does for a living that's fine Yay! Well, I work in a lab right now. Hopefully, I'll get more into safety. Fingers crossed. That's right. He's out there speaking into existence. Yeah, that's right. You, that's in 2020. That's what we all need to be doing. We all just need to yes. be speaking into existence the things that we want because it didn't and work. This episode is actually socially distant. We're at two different locations. Yes, Belinda's in a. Belmars is in a, a nice little room with a green screen and I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my bedroom. Um, it's a lovely bedroom. Thank you. Uh, so in honor of Friday the 13th, we decided to do come back with a little bit of spooky, a lot of spooky. Um, and Belmars is going to regale us with a tale of the killing fields. But first we have to tell you some good news and some bad news. I feel like this would be a great place for us to just have some dramatic music, like like some dramatic news music. I'm gonna have to figure something out. But anyway. <laughs> and with Verisium R.I.P. or Verisium Rip, my boyfriend, mm -hmm. my lover, uh, he oh. recently bought a bath, so he's probably can probably do some dramatic music or <gasps> he has some DJ friends. So I'll probably ask him about it. Mm, we love it we love we love the connections <laughs> that's right belinda you sleep your way uh to the top girl you sleep our podcast to the top i'm just kidding um so do you have it what's your good news this week about mars well i'm really really happy i mean it happened a couple weeks ago but joe biden and kamala harris being elected president-elect and vice president-elect of the United States. I'm so happy. I mean, he isn't a perfect candidate. It's kind of like that rebound president till we find something better. That's right. But I'm happy that our VP is East and West Indian, which when HBCU has the best style in the game, better than any president, vice president in history. No mm -hmm. cap. Challenge me on that. 
<laughs> that's a challenge her challenge her on that um oh yeah i mean i think like just in general having kamala harris in office is just gonna do wonders for um even just like like kids other like people i feel like i can do anything and i don't want to be the president or the vice president but i feel like i can be now do you see what i'm saying like i can't yes, you can't be what you cannot see and now we're seeing ourselves up there in the white house that's right that's right um my bad news this week is that um i need y'all to take this like more seriously i like this coronavirus like more seriously okay um because i mean y'all knew like i feel like everybody knew like somebody was gonna talk about it me or you like it's just like we've come back i um and it's like, I think, wait, let me pull up some facts and figures for y'all, even though y'all don't care about facts and figures, because the news tells y'all every day. But in the United States alone, we are up to 10,846, 373 million. That's not thousand, that's million, because I can count decimals, uh, <laughs> cases. Yeah. And that's, that's like 155,708 just yesterday. So I just, I don't like... I don't, and like the, the number of people that have died, just to throw some more numbers out there, is 244,810 people. Yeah. And on top of that, our lovely home state of Texas and the lovely state of California both hit 1 million cases of COVID. That's right. And that's unacceptable. Yeah. So I need y'all to like, I know the holidays are coming up. Okay. Like, and I feel like the majority of people that are are really like just not they're like they're they're just doing whatever the hell they want to do um are the rich people which i mean i guess y'all have better health care than the rest of us so whatever and the poor people which don't make no sense because y'all don't have the best health care you don't have access to it i need y'all i know you feel out of control I know you feel like like the only thing that you have control over is like your body and your, your autonomy, but I need y'all to wear a mask. If y'all gonna go outside, I need you to wear a mask, okay? I do not wanna have to, the other day I went to get pizza and this black dude walked in the store with no mask on and nobody told him nothing, but I looked at him like he was crazy. So <laughs> like, I don't wanna have to look at you like you crazy in a mask, like, because I look threatening, and I don't want somebody <laughs> to arrest me because I look threatening because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. So all I'm saying is, if you give a fuck about anybody else but yourself, please wear a mask when you go outside, and, like, if you're gonna have, like, a party or, like, a keep it to, like, a small bubble, please, like, yeah. People like like my family this year, which is a good segue. Like, uh, like what are your plans with your family for Thanksgiving and Christmas, Belmars? Before we get into the the killing fields, but my family this year, um, it's just gonna be the five of us. Ain't nobody. We're not having nobody or no extended family over. We don't have time for that. So it's just yeah. Just I mean, I think a problem would be small. I mean, if it's just going to be like my father, brother, and I, that can also be fine. I'm not sure what my sisters are doing because uh, I know one that might have to go to Alabama, and my other sister that lives in Ar- uh, she lives in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're probably just going to be just do their small thing. But I'm hoping for Christmas, we can probably get some people together. I mean, because for the most part, my family actually wear masks mm-hmm. and socially distant. They're smart. Mm-hmm. It takes this shit seriously. So hope we might get together. So fingers crossed on that. Maybe I'm thinking about getting me a new PS5 as well. <laughs> so yes girl and then play some spider miles morales spider-man that's what we want yeah i love into the spider-verse exactly the best (laughs) spider-mans um so with all of that nice thing all of those nice things and the actual horrific nightmare of the pandemic that we have to deal with let us go in to the nightmare that is the killing fields yeah. So being from Texas, especially living in this area, um, hearing about a bunch of women, almost I think eleven women and girls being killed in the Texas killing fields, it's kind of scary. So the more I hear about this, I'm not sure which is scarier: that one person's been killing people for more than thirty years, or multiple people have been killing and just going to the same spot over thirty years. And mm-hmm. both parts are considered scary because practically we're like stone thrown away from distance and people who don't know highway 45 is one of the world's most dangerous highways in all of the u.s it's known as the highway of hell yeah um because i remember people come visit me like thinking why are you so late oh i was on 45 yeah yeah don't matter how many times they widen it (laughs) doesn't matter yeah, I mean, it's been on construction since we were, like, young kids, and now here we are, like, full-grown adults with real-life jobs and everything, and they're still doing construction. Exactly. Mm. And one of the books I read, I got, actually got for my birthday, is The Deliver Us from Catherine Casey, which does a very good detailed account of the Texas killing fields. I read through some of it, so... Uh, Bear with me. I also listen to other sources that talk about the killing field. So I guess we can probably start jump into it because the first case starts in Galveston, Texas in 1971. So, and it talks a lot about um, Galveston because Galveston at the time was supposed to be this big city. I mean, and Houston wasn't supposed to be this big city. They thought, okay, Houston's just a one horse town. We just drive through and Galveston's this big source town. Mm-hmm. Then the hurricane hits and they realize it's not all that safe. <laughs> and actually about Galveston, it's run by one by the Moody family. So Moody yeah. Gardens, the Moody Scholarships, they funded a lot of parts of like Galveston. Mm-hmm. And also, fun fact, we also have the world's only haunted Walmart. It used to be an orphan asylum on Seawall, right in Galveston. Texas just has the 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 worst the worst the worst, the worst records ever. <laughs> oh god. Okay, go on. Yes. So, the first victim we will discuss about is a young. Well, I'm just gonna call her a girl because she was Colette Wilson. She was 13. Wait, what did you say, Colette? Yeah, Colette ah! Wilson. No, it's too close. <laughs> it's too close to my name. <laughs> Go on. So she was 13. She was actually taking, she was waiting for her mother after a school band competition. And from what I know, she actually played the flute. God damn it. 
that's the most shit of my life. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, she was athletic. She was tan, full of life. And so when she was taken, her parents actually called the police and they realized, okay, she's just a teenage runaway. It's 1970. Teenagers do it all the time. Or she probably hitchhiked. They also <laughs> saw her with a white van. So nothing was done. White vans are the, the enemy of children. Go on. So next was another girl. They just actually discover a body. They thought the girl, the body of the woman was actually 30 years old. Mm-hmm. So then after two days later, they just realized that actually a young girl named Brenda Jones, a uh-huh. black girl who's also in band, I believe she plays the clarinet. And Why did they hate woodwinds? Go on. <laughs> yes. I guess personally, stop aging up black girls, please. Yeah, please. Oh. Like where she was 14 years old. She actually visited the hospital and the Galveston Seawall. Mm-hmm. I want to say, what's the name of the hospital? Yeah, so she went to go see her aunt in the hospital, mm-hmm. but she disappeared after that. A lot of her family felt like because she was such a young black girl that they're really not going to look for her so it was actually a hospital and the last time she was seen she was on the corner at avenue i we it was now renamed Sealy avenue and 31st street mm-hmm. and she was on she actually really loved babies and she probably wanted to become a doctor or a nurse and she went to central middle school i mean the, the so when she disappeared she was actually fine naked and uh tied together with fishing wire <gasps> like a fish no ma'am yes so and then they realized but they didn't want to say they had a serial killer on their hands because i guess before the serial killer phrase so another girl went missing so then two more girls went missing so how many, like, how many did they let go by before they were like, this could be the work of a serial killer? So far, there were two. I mean, they don't want to connect all of them yet. because. Mm-hmm. And then on August 4th, mm-hmm. 1971, mm-hmm. two girls went missing. Both of them are the age of 14. Two mm-hmm. best friends, Saren Shaw, with her friend Rhonda Renee Johnson. And they were last seen by a friend on Galveston Seawall Boulevard. So they're just wandering around. They thought, okay, these two girls, they're friends, they're together. But they were seen getting into a white van with a man. Well, actually not a white van. It was a white pickup truck. Even worse. The color white is your enemy. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess you see a white van, probably don't get into it. And it was also back in the 70s, so people always hitchhike all the time. So they thought, okay, they were found naked. They were also bound uh-huh. with different material, but they were also found in two different places. I think one of them was also found floating in Clear Lake. So they went up all the way up north from Galveston to Clear Lake. So that's quite a difference to get up there. Yeah. I mean, it is not, we can tell you right now, it is not a short trip from Galveston to Clear Lake. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's quite a drive to get mm -hmm. from there. So, I mean, and still the police thinking we should probably wait and investigate because we don't, we're not sure. I'm thinking, so. They don't care about us. Listen, Michael Jackson made that song for a reason. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the police investigate, so, and they couldn't find anything. I mean, there is one name that keeps popping up with these killings, mm -hmm. but we're not sure it's true, which is Henry Lee Lucas. He's a famous mm -hmm. serial killer that's known for a lot, but he also confessed to a lot of crimes, uh -huh. but he only gave gay, uh, vague confessions. Uh. Yes, and they did find one guy that's responsible. I don't think they gave the name for him, where they mentioned how he used electric wire to tie up one of these girls. Uh -huh. They let that out of the media at the time. Mm -hmm. So he was quite suspicious. So, And they still couldn't find the guy who killed all these girls. And I think they, the last victim was found up to like 2006. Mm -mm, that's so. too close. That was too, <laughs> that's too recent. Oh, so what, do, what we know about this killer is he hates black women. Rude. Well, all women, because they're also white girls too. Oh, well, true. But it seems like he hated black women at first, like a lot. I'm all I'm saying. And also he hates girls in band. I don't know why. What <laughs> <laughs> wins? <laughs> okay, so I guess don't play a woodwind and don't be in the 1970s. That's right. Don't get in a white van or a white pickup truck or just talk to random strangers at all. Kids, the moral of the story is it's the 1970s. It's not like the view up, up. I'm like, hmm, stranger danger. Because I'm thinking, I'm just going to hitchhike. I mean, to me, it boggles our mind in 2020 that people would hitchhike. But back then, they were far too trusting, I guess. I don't know. But so we only have, so the case was never closed, is what you're saying. Yeah, mm. they don't know who did it. And they, I guess they were also killed in different methods. Like some girls were actually naked. Some mm -hmm. actually had like their tops on, but their bottoms off. But there was no evidence of like sexual trauma. Hmm. But how, you know how uh, people do not take female like rape seriously so right. it still could be on the table because uh, why else would they be naked but i digress so found in the water as well so it could have been animal well i want to say animals that took it or not but um man is an animal <laughs> man is an animal so he basically was like fish he had a theme is what yeah. you're saying the man was thematic Oh, yeah, it could be just one man or it could be multiple men as well. Right, because they don't all have the same calling card. Mm. Right. Or it could be one serial killer, like with the ice pick killer, where he always like switch off his uh, method of killing people. Mm. So they won't tie it back to him. What do you think? What's your uh, theory as well, far as uh, like how many people and... Um, you know, if this person's still out there, do you think they're gonna, who are they gonna come for? That is true. Because some of these girls range from like 13 to 14 to 12 to the oldest in the 1970s was 19. Mm. So he also hates grown women. Got it. I'm just kidding. No, he hates teenage girls. 
oh my god theory time what if what if this man was rebuffed in his youth by a whole bunch of band girls he was a band nerd okay follow me on this journey <laughs> follow me on this journey he was a band nerd okay he played the trumpet this is make, gonna make sense later he played the trumpet okay and he wanted him a woodwind girl okay yeah. but all the woodwind girls we it's known if you were ever in band that we're kind of stuck up and so he, <laughs> he went after he went after the flouches the clarinetists maybe even some saxophone girls and they said you're not cute i don't think so so that man who loved fishing he was probably a white boy who loved <laughs> who loved to fish was like i'm gonna show you and so he kidnapped these girls and got him some that he didn't get in his youth and then threw them out into the sea. I'm just going to ask, well, some of them out into the sea. Some of them were not out in the sea. Yeah. I mean, with best friends, Debbie Ackerman and Mariah, oh, Maria Andrew Johnson, mm -hmm. um, both of these, I think one of them come from like a well well our family like with the Ackermans they mm -hmm. the father was a gynecologist mm -hmm. and he suffered a divorce and the other one was her dad was janitor her mom was supply clerk and but she was athletic and I guess the unlikely super popular girl and super rich girl that were born on the island so mm -hmm. they do come from different backgrounds the first two victims I guess were woodland so probably that could be one serial killer and then I guess the other serial killer thinking girl I hate like popular girls when they go kill them so I think it could be multiple serial killers they just come and come out I just think they all just have the same idea like let's just kill them put their body off of 45 mm, so they wouldn't have to have them trace back to them that makes sense mm -mm, mm -mm, mm. Yeah. disgusting <laughs> oh my goodness well so and then months went by and then october of 1971 gloria and gonzalez she was 19 years old she was a grocery stop bookkeeper she left on vacation in october 1971 and she was never seen again so in the timeline here the first one was colette yes still too still too close to my name the first <laughs> one was colette and june and in June, and then the next one was Brenda Jones. And Brenda Jones. Okay, and then the and then the next one was uh, Sharon Shaw and her best friend Renee Johnson. They're last seen on Seawall, and that happened in August. Okay, so these were all fairly close together in 1971. Yeah. A lot of them. Oh yes. Mm. I mean, they didn't want to tie them together, I guess, because where they were last seen. I guess like Brenda Jones, her being a black girl. Please don't want to look at them. I mean, I'm glad things are slowly changing where they do see younger black girls as the face of innocence and they're taking things more seriously. I guess right. the Me Too movement also helps with that as well. Mm -hmm. So, and I guess they don't want to like, well, so they're thinking, okay, teenagers running away. There's really no danger. No, they should have known that that was a lie, especially with the black girls, because listen, if I ran away and my mama found out and she found me, she would beat me, beat me to death. <laughs> beat 
beat me to death. Look, look. Ain't nobody running away. Are you dumb? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time. Yes. Yeah, so after Gloria and Gonzalez ap- disappeared in October, a month later, November, Maria Johnson got into a white van with her friend Debbie Ackerman, mm-hmm. and they were hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. So then that evening, her mom called the Texas City Police, and mm-hmm. then they had to go take. Well, actually, they found her body in one of the cattle pastures out in Humble Oil Field, which is like a collection site. So from the waist down, she was nude, and then they appeared to have bullet wounds. So this one's the one with like bullet wounds with the very other girls who were actually strangled to death. Mm-hmm. So where do you think the cutoff is? Do you think this the man and uh, the same man did all of the ones in 1971? I think they probably did Brenda, like the one wooden girls, I guess mm-hmm. the first two. He probably got them because I guess they were strangled. And then with like the two best friends of Maria Johnson and... Mm-hmm. Ackerman? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Debbie Ackerman. I think it could be a different one because they were also hitchhiking. Mm. So I'm thinking the guy, maybe the guy in the white bands is a person of interest. Mm-hmm. I guess probably don't trust men. No, don't. Don't trust men. That's the moral <laughs> of the story. Don't trust, don't trust, just don't trust men, random men. Okay, they dangerous. Like, this. don't, don't get in a man's white van. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Or any color. Like, it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, they thought maybe it was a robbery gone bad, but there was jewelry in there. And there were gunshots in the upper spine, so they're probably were shot execution style, which is hella dark. Mm. Mm. Was the girl who had a lot of money, was she missing anything like valuable? Like, did she have anything like that, that yeah, they couldn't so. find on her? Or did they not say that? I'm just interested. Well, they had like with Marie, well, Marie Johnson with her father being a gynecologist, she's had the. Uh, jewelry in her wrist and ankle were bound with black cords that let two strings mm-hmm. and they only wore a bra and dark purple shirt with zipper up front so they had to get the father to identify the body in the morgue so he was probably he was definitely hurt yeah. seeing that mm-hmm. devastation peak devastation lord oh my gosh so we have we have one, two, one, two, three, four, five girls in 1971. Yeah, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, Mary Johnson. So far, eight. Eight girls in 1971. And and the way that they were killed was different. Yeah. Most of like the first couple girls were strangled and the last mm-hmm. couple girls were shot. Um, in the back, and they were bound by like something that looked like shoestring, but it could have just been like wire. So it was the same. It was the same material for the last several girls. Yes. And then the first two girls were strangled. So they those could those could be two different people in that same year. Yes. Is what you think? Yeah, I think it's probably different guys and i guess they're killed some were killed were found in galveston and some were found in texas city which is two different jurisdictions Mm -hmm. so and i guess earlier in this time police um um police um unions well police departments didn't work together 
Mm-hmm. So I guess they don't want him like slapping serial killer. I guess it's probably too scary. Because mm-hmm. I guess in this time, the 1970s was a time of innocence. I guess. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I guess with Gloria and Gonzalez, um, they didn't find her for a while because they have to like find her x-ray records. Ooh. And this was like before DNA mapping, so they the only way they found is like through her dental records. Ooh, no. <laughs> so then, after the Maria Johnson Ackerman, there was another girl mm-hmm. in 1973, Kimberly okay. Ray Pitchford. She was 16 years old. She walked out of a driver's education class on January 3rd, 1973, and never called her parents for a ride home. Oh, so they picked her up right after driving school? Yes. Bro couldn't even get her license. Uh. And she's trying to. And, but, you know, 16 at this time. And I believe she was found in Harris County. Lord. And then at this time, the Odessa News ran the headline, Unsolved Murders Mount in Houston. Dun dun dun! It's not a one horse town no more. <laughs> yes. So then Colette Wilson's body has been found without a skull. So, Lord Jesus, not the skull. Yes. And it's mostly just uh, decomposed. And when they were searching back in November 30th, they found 20 feet from Gonzalez's body has been a. Um, they found. Let's see, searching for bottom for the decomposing head. They found her head 25 feet away from her decomposing body. So Colette or the? Or Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah, so they found a decomposing body, a decapitated head, one skeleton, and one skull. So with Gloria and Gonzalez, she was found in different pieces. They felt like she wasn't really decapitated, mostly just an animal probably took her head and ran off with it, and every one of her bodies just kind of around. Oh, Lord, that's even worse. The animals don't even respect your body. God damn. Oh. But she was found in a, she was found in a, what was it, a, what was it, a field or something? Like, is that what it is? She was found in a reservoir. Oh, a reservoir. Lord. Okay. 45. And I guess it was a Latin American woman. Mm. So it's definitely this guy, either it's multiple guys or you just have like a wide range of taste because all the girls are like different races. Like Gloria mm-hmm. Gonzalez was Latino American and then Brenda Jones was African American mm-hmm. and the other girls were white American mm-hmm. or European American as you haven't. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. So they found that Colette Anise Wilson came to her death as a result of a fractured skull and blunt trauma. And other girls were killed with bullet wounds. Mm-hmm. So, and then they found that they've been moving more up north. So then after, let's see, we already got Brooks Bracewell. She was 12. She was allegedly mm-hmm. skipping school with her friend, Gloria Gear, who was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So they were last seated at a convenience store. I was about to be like, wait, they were in the same school, but you know, maybe they. Yeah, it could have been middle school because I yeah. know like sixth graders and eighth graders. Eighth graders, yeah, okay. So they were skipping school, naughty. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And according to one person, a woman said that everyone at school was talking about, they're calling him the purple passion killer because there were rumors that every girl who died had something purple on. So this is the, so this is where a completely different man could potentially be coming in. Yeah, so with all these girls, I guess that was the theory that was going around at the time with what the kids were saying in school. Possibly oh. the purple passion killer. Oh. So were they possibly wearing all purple and the guys that, hmm, you're wearing purple today, I'm going to kill you. That's right, I hate the color purple. You know why? Because my mom tried to make me the egg player once. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's not funny. Terrible. Men killed women wearing purples. Ridiculous. Yeah, so another possibility was that it was a young hippie with the VW bus from California that's coming in and killing them. But sadly, that lead didn't go from anywhere. Mm. Yeah, because that's not a white... No, I guess it could be white. VW bug, but it's a bug. That's not a van. Yeah, so continue on, off and on. Another suspect came up was a Houston wrecker named Harry Landham. He and a friend, a Vietnam vet, were arrested in 1972 for the murder of Linda Faye Sutherland in Pearland, just Mm -hmm. south of Houston. Yes. Yeah, so they found her body the previous November around the time of Ackerman Johnson's killing, lying the lead under a bridge along the County Road 89. I guess they probably renamed that. Yeah, no, I don't don't know any County Road that's called that, but okay. So then they said with Landon, he was a six-footer who weighed 240 pounds, brought him for questioning. He fingered in Napa for killings, claimed that pulled the trigger. So there's definitely a couple people that came in, but sadly they were released because they didn't have much evidence. Mm-mm. And I think the last person to die in the Texas killing field was Suzanne Bowers. She was 12. She left her grandparents' home in Galveston in 1977 and tended to walk home and get in a swimsuit. Sadly, she never arrived. Was it purple? And <laughs> do they not say what color it is? Yeah, so. And sadly, most of these girls have dreams and aspirations with Brenda Jones. She also, if she couldn't be a doctor, she wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. And the Colette family is actually in Alvin, Texas. So that's quite a ways away. God damn it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> and it gets creepier because there's also another girl who actually was in, who lives in Frenchwood, Texas. And she went for a jog one day. Uh-huh. And she came back. They found her body two days later. Oh no, where'd they find it? Is I it believe a- they actually found that one in Quill Lake. So then they actually found some more people, uh, probably to find the responsibility for Nay Johnson. And all the way goes up to Webster, Texas. So there's a lot to this case with it. Y'all just, they just breaching county lines and crossing city lines. This is ridiculous. Galveston, keep your nonsense in Galveston. Yeah, but the killing fields is all the way in League City, and there's a lot more victims to cover in this story. It definitely goes deeper. Mm -hmm. Sally Shikes, when they tried to search for her in 1986, because I think 
and actually found a couple people who found were serial killers and a lot more memorials. Well, so, and from what they've noticed, it could have been multiple serial killers that are doing this. Yeah. They just, whoever started it, they were like, ooh, yes, let me continue it. Yeah, and even still today, that area is not really the safe. Even though there's a lot more development in League City as a whole, with like, they built an MD Anderson, <sighs> built um, Targets, and Walmarts. It's still not very well lit, and I... Mm -hmm go to school there for certification. I'm thinking, wow, I don't want to stay here after dark. But yet I'm taking night classes, so I don't want to die and become a victim of Texas killing fields. No, 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 that's not, that's not, that's not irrational at all. <laughs> oh God, oh my goodness. Ooh, but you're too old to fit the brief though. Yeah, I mean, the oldest victim was actually 40. Jesus, you didn't say that. Now I'm scared. <laughs> well, they haven't killed anyone in the 2010s yet, but still, 2006 is too recent for my blood. That's right. That's what I was saying. I'm like, who knows with people now and COVID and, you know, they might snap. Might snap. Oh, no. Well, thank you for terrifying everyone who lives in Harris and Galveston County. That was a fun time. What a, what a fun time. <laughs> oh, man. Let's take a break really quick because I have to go pee. <laughs> yes, let's take a breather because I'm thinking Texas Killing Fields, a true crime story that's in your backyard. <gasps> Lord, okay. Well, uh, we'll be right back, everybody. <laughs> With a palate cleanser of shenanigans. <laughs> it wouldn't do it! Okay. <laughs> okay, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Uh, we're gonna play, we're gonna play a game now. A game called Shenanigans. And you might be thinking to yourself, the hell of shenanigans, Nicolette. <laughs> Nikki Alley. Um... It is a game that I came up with in high school. <laughs> um, a little background. Um, so I I used to sit at this table with this ragtag group of people in high school. Belmars was one of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we um, and I had these like cards with questions on them. And you would think that that would be really boring, but the catch of the game is that you cannot ask me what a card means right so you if i ask the question to bell mars um how do you treat yourself she can't then ask me what do you mean by how do you treat yourself or like you know or like what does treat mean? like what do you really like she can't ask me for anything the only thing that she can ask me is give me the dictionary definition of treat like the word treat or give me the dictionary definition of the word yourself something she can only ask me for a dictionary definition of something in the question like and so yeah like can you spell no so like uh it makes it it makes for a really interesting time with your friends to see how they answer a question that could be interpreted 
like a, a couple different ways. Like I asked a friend once, I asked her that exact question and she gave me a really deep answer about how like she sometimes is really like mean to herself and like she needs to work on like being better and going to therapy and all that. And then I answered that I go to the, the spa and that I'd like to get my toes done. And she's very upset with me. She's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun it's fun like to see how people will answer the question so today um i think i explained all of the rules hold on let me that's really the only rule there is like don't ask me to you can't ask anybody technically to um explain the question to you like you can't ask for any uh whatchamacallit and also the whole purpose of the game it depends on how you play it but the whole purpose of the game, the game is have to have the most entertaining answer, creative answer, or like some people just play it like really honestly, like it really doesn't matter. Like, so you don't necessarily have to tell the truth, right. especially if the question doesn't call for it, but you don't have to lie either. So, yay. So we're going to do a shenanigans question. I'm going to let, um, I was going to do one of my fear questions, but I only have two. So I'm going to ask Bell Mars to pick a number between one and like 700 and <laughs> 797. <laughs> That's random in a wide ass range. Yeah. I guess 452. 452 got it okay hold on let me find that let me find that 52 oh lord go 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 scroll um 452 what sort of standard do you set for yourself well, I guess on one side, I try to give myself a high standard, but then I'm also pessimistic about that standard. Like, hmm, you know what? Today, I'm actually going to work out three times a week. And then I'm thinking, you're not going to work out one time a week. But then I guess when I reach that goal, I surprise myself. I'm thinking, huh, if I set my mind to something, I can actually pretty, I can do it. That's right. I guess by going for the pessimistic mindset and then set, prove myself wrong, everything gets better. That's an interesting like way to go about life is to be all like, I want to do this thing. And it's like you set something for yourself and then like another part of you is like, you can't do it. And it's like, I'll show you, bitch. <laughs> You're another boss of me. I can do whatever I want to do. God, that's ridiculous. Um, I love it. I love that. I mean, I feel like a lot of people probably have that mentality, right? They'll be like, I really want to do this thing. And then they'll talk, they'll either talk themselves out of it, or they'll try to talk themselves out of it and then talk themselves into doing way better than they thought they were going to do. And they'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, what sort of standard do I set for myself? I think, um, uh, I don't know. I feel like I, I'm the same where I have like high expectations, uh, high standards for myself, but I don't think I would call myself high maintenance. It's really weird like to, it, and like a follow-up thing to this could almost be like, what do you think other people think your standards are? And I, I'm like constantly looking from like the outside in, like, I wonder if other people think that I'm like, 
hella high maintenance or something. <laughs> I don't know. But I feel like the, uh, I feel like the standard I set for myself is like, is based upon like the feedback I get from other people almost like if somebody kind of um if I surpass somebody's expectations then I'm like oh well I know that I can surpass these expectations so now I can expect like like my standards for myself can be higher um (laughs) and so then they are but then oftentimes like I don't meet those standards I feel like somebody sometimes I shoot too high just so I can when I land right here and I'm like I'm like all right yeah (laughs) I I still did something so it's a weird like hybrid between like I want more for myself but at the same time I'm like am I willing to put in that work I don't know and when I like when I get like in some happy medium like this is the lowest and just the high and when I'm like up here I'm like okay well you know good job I guess (laughs) well I guess someone sets a low expectation for me I like to sort of pass that standard I guess because I grew up as an overachiever so I'm thinking Mm -hmm. okay I'm prove you wrong motherfucker maybe like the best thing that people can do for themselves if they have that problem where like they want too much um is and like they know they're not going to be accountable for themselves is to be like it's to pretend it's somebody else like challenging you like almost like a like a naruto sasuke relationship (laughs) where it's just kind of like i'm going to beat you okay you think that you (laughs) so just pretend like if you want your if you like if you want to clean up your entire room in a day, but you don't feel like you can, just pretend it's like your worst enemy saying that you can't do it. And then be all like, oh, that's some bull. <laughs> I'm going to show you, bitch. Like, I'm going to do the whole thing in a couple hours. And you'll see. Oh, my God. Oh, gracious. I love that. Do you think that people think that you have high standards for yourself? Or do you... Huh, that is a good question. Because I guess it depends if like an acquaintance versus uh, people who know me well. I think people who know me well knows I probably set high expectations for myself. So I'm thinking, yeah, you can probably be too hard on yourself, probably relax a little bit. But I guess acquaintances, like if I don't know them well, I guess they can be surprised on like how smart I am. I mean, I guess the blessing and curse to realize, wow, you're really articulate. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm smart. So I guess it depends on like an acquaintance or someone who knows me. I guess for those who know me, I guess they know how well I work and how high I set my expectations. And I guess people who are starting to know me or don't know me well or just only know me in passing, I guess they're more surprised at how high my standards are. I think that's interesting. Like I think um and that's a part of your reputation or whatever, right? Like what, how people perceive, like how you, I, I think it's almost like, like how you carry yourself and how you like speak. And I think like what you said is so like in like, like incumbent of like how people will view um, like, african-american women which makes no sense now if you like look at all of the the statistics and all of like the like the news like we're one of the most educated group of people like 
ever and like people still come with this idea of like oh I didn't realize that you would talk that way or I didn't think that you would be so like like oh you know about such and such and such and such that's so crazy that seems like a thing that and it's just kind of like is this based in like this person's ignorance with like diverse cultures or is this based in the fact that you have a certain standard for me when you look at me based solely upon like a set of factors that are pretty much out of my control (laughs) like (laughs) I I just I don't know I think I I find that interesting but maybe that's because I'm a psych major I don't know (laughs) I'm just like, yes, yes, tell me more. Um, but yeah, we play. I feel like that was a very tame question. I couldn't go into a lot of specifics, but that's, I'm, I'm going to post that on social media later. Um, so other people can tell us about their standards for themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. We play shenanigans, um, and so now we're going to do something fun. So, what I have a couple of suggestions here. Obviously, like Belmars, you tell me like what you prefer, but I have um, that we can play. Um, like, wait, what is this one thing I have on here? I'm so silly. <laughs> um, I have a a fan fiction synopsis creator. <laughs> terrible advice for the reddit girls which is what we used to do like when we would would go on reddit and just give them give them terrible advice um oh i have this game that i i have this game that i came up with where it's just like guess what what's trending on twitter like what what like a hashtag means on twitter like what it's about (laughs) is um so which one would you like to play or do you have a game that you want to well, fan fiction generator, synopsis generator actually sounds really, really nice because then also Reddit. Hmm. Mm. I think we could probably go fan fiction. Fan fiction synopsis creator. Okay. Oh my goodness. I'm ill prepared. Let's go. Let's find it. Because um. I guess it remind me back in the day how we were, used to write like cheesy fan fictions oh, and. God. Fan fiction cringe. You probably do a whole episode just <laughs> to that. Like, talking about how oh, like there's a plot. Oh, a fanfic maker. What is this? A prestigious site for pointless stories. Oh my goodness. Oh my gracious. Welcome All to the fanfic. Oh wait, let me share my screen so you can look at this. <laughs> okay, hold on. Where did my zoom go? Okay, share screen. Uh, this. Okay, so. Let me know and you can see it. Okay. Oh, I can see it. Okay. So this is welcome to the fanfic maker for all the people who I don't know if I'm gonna post this as a video or not, but all the people who can't see this. It says welcome to the fanfic maker, prestigious site for pointless stories. Specify the details of your chosen fandom and move to the sliders. Depending on what type of story you're looking for, the page will then generate a story based on your input. You can also share snippets of the generated story by highlighting it and choose share this quote. Um, readers are warned, blah, blah, blah. Under EU law, we have to inform you this site uses cookies. 
okay, I understand my dangers. I understand the dangers to my sanity is literally the button at the bottom. <laughs> okay, I mean, great. it's like an ABO fan fiction. Listen, ABO, for those of you who don't know what ABO is, it means Alpha, Beta, Omega, and it's basically, like, people's weird, I feel like in some cases, like, people's weird way of diving into bestiality without actually going all the way into bestiality. <laughs> yeah, and the male characters get pregnant because, you yeah. know, impregnant. That's right. Because mm-hmm. I actually had a friend of mine, I mean, well, back in college, she actually used to write ABO with, like, Naruto and, like, Naruto and Sasuke, and Sasuke ended up being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite interesting. I mean, I love Yaoi and <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, like, me too, girl, but um, impreg is always, like, interesting, male pregnancy, so, oh, okay, what's this, presets, oh, so you can pick a whatchamacallit, oh, a universe. universe, a universe, okay, what else do we have, fandom setting, what the hell, caveman era, oh, okay, so it's like, it's, it's, okay, heroes hometown, Oh, okay, so you can press hero's name, hero's sex, hero superpower, violence rating. Oh, so we can literally just put anything, that we can put anything the hell we want in here? Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, hero's name. Belinda, you go first. What do you want the name to be? Let's see, a really super, what about Anastasia? Anastasia. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say the hero sex is unspecified. Belinda, what should their what should their superpower be? I guess reading minds. Reading minds. Okay, their hobby is going to be underwater basket weaving. <laughs> <laughs> What's their hometown gonna be? Let's see. Parts unknown. Parts unknown. Okay. Um, Heroes Homeworld is going to be. Uh, oh, let's pick an existing one. Uh, Homeworld. Um, what was the planet that Zim was from? Invader Zim. Do you remember? Uh, no. Let me see. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. Hold on. One second. Oh, I can't see. Sorry, everybody's gonna look at my Facebook for a second. <laughs> oh, it's Irk. Uh, Irk. Uh, oh, it's Irk. I I. Oh wait, hold on. Of course, it's called Irk. Um. Okay. You said how do you spell it? I R K like Irk. I R K. Oh, like Irk. Okay. <laughs> I love how we keep saying yeah, like Irk. Yo, you like Irk. <laughs> female sidekick one Belinda let's see female sidekick I guess her name is going to be Rose Rose okay cool of uh, male sidekick one I'm going to pick Mark okay female sidekick two Belinda Sakura Sakura male sidekick two um Ranger <laughs> villain I guess Trent. I guess well, Trent, or it could be Robin. Robin's gender neutral. Robin. Okay. the The sex will be unspecified. Uh, MacGuffin. What the hell does that mean? 
I guess a false weapon. So I'm guessing I I'm gonna say star rod of something everyone really wants, holy grail, crystal skull. Star rod of the crystal skull. <laughs> um relationship. Okay, I'm gonna pick the relationship. Um I'm gonna have the hero and the male sidekick. Um uh what is this? Uh, oops. Um what do you mean author's name? I don't know. Serenity Dark Moon Raven. Okay. <laughs> Author sex. I don't care. Uh intro. Uh okay, now we have to pick the little scaly things. Let's see. Uh let's see. A little bit of violence because I want some action. Okay, so a little bit of violence, all right. I'm gonna my ego rating, I'm gonna put it in the middle. All right, Belinda, how much sex do you want? <laughs> I don't want to put it like three fourths way. All right, girl. Put it right here. All right. All right. And then cliche rating. I'm gonna put uh low. I'm gonna put it right here. Okay. Make it <laughs> <laughs> fight for the future. Oh, okay. Oh, you can also pick chaos? Oh lord. I'm like coos. Oh, that does look like coos. What do you want the coos to be? <laughs> I feel like Randall. Let's do it all the way, coos. Oh, oh lord oh, oh, oh that just oh, changes oh. the text just kidding ah. oh. no coas no nine okay <clears throat> i'm gonna read this to you now okay anastasia was up earlier than usually they were super they were super excited after all today was their wedding day oh that's nice mm -hmm. anastasia danced through the room sang a little bit and couldn't wait until the evening Oh, how excited Anastasia was. Today, they would finally be married to Mark. And, oh yeah, Anastasia is gay, but like not spelled correctly. If you want to know how that happened, read my other stories. <laughs> of course, for this day, Anastasia had chosen the best wedding cake and the best wedding catering uh, and invited all their friends to come, except Rose, because she's a bitch. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to be? <laughs> Mark himself was also up early in the morning doing his morning stretches and exercise so he'd look nice and, his, and buff in his suit. Anastasia was trying out their wedding dress in front of the mirror. There had been a mix-up at the dresser, but Mark thought it was kind of funny, so they went along with it. <laughs> but of course, most importantly of all, Anastasia couldn't wait until the actual night. C, C, period. Like, it's just, that's a sentence. C. <laughs> Anastasia had a bit of a stick kink. What? A stick kink, but kept it secret so far. Anastasia felt there had to be at least one thing Mark should only discover on their wedding night. Oh, how excited Anastasia was to finally share that final bit with Mark. The day was coming along nice. Anastasia received lots of compliments for their dress. Mark looked fabulous in his suit. His muscles nicely toned thanks to the suit being of just the right tightness. Oh, Anastasia loved watching their love. The sweet lips of him touching the wine glass, soaking them up in the red liquid of the wine. Those lips they could kiss all night long. Mm -hmm. And those hands, Anastasia looked at it, absent-mindedly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Someone else was talking to Anastasia while he did so. Mark's hands were so full with power. The way he grabbed Anastasia's hands as they cut the cake. The way he held Anastasia's wrists as they cut the cake into slices. Those hands would be soon on Anastasia's chest. This is very specific. <laughs> 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 there, was, 
there was a speech or two proclaiming that there had never been such a perfect couple as Anastasia and Mark, that the universe had never seen such love, and everybody cheered and rejoiced, and there were flower petals and rice raining down on them, and there were songs being sang in their names. <laughs> or so it should be, because when Anastasia stood there at the altar about to give their word to Mark, suddenly an explosion <laughs> Fire's explosions fell with an end as it capitalized at the end. And from the smoke arise no one else but Rose. <sighs> Duff, you are making a mistake, Rose said. I should be with Mark. Uh, hold on. Wait, how, how long is this? Okay. <laughs> Lord, okay. Um, oh, done, done, done. Oh, Lord, I was just reading the Anne. Okay, meanwhile, Anastasia's mind was wandered back to the past. It was Clarissa's holy communion party. Who's Clarissa? Did we say, did we say Clarissa? No. We I mean, care. I'm not sure who Clarissa the Beautiful is. Oh, yeah, that may be it. Which everybody was invited to. The party was awesome as always because Robin was hosting it. Wait, isn't... Oh, Robin's the other guy. Well, oh, Robin's the enemy, right? Oh, Yeah! Robin is the, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, what, the, the what the hell, why are you at the Robin the villains, Come here. okay, we'll find out in a second, Anastasia was pretty drunk that day, if Anastasia was honest, he couldn't remember much that had, wait, I thought Anastasia was the, it was the day, I'm confused now, only something about a staff of power, a rabbi and a traffic cone, got it. There was one thing that stuck in him mind, though. Something he could never forget. I just want you to know that him and he are capitalized. So I think that, like, somehow Anastasia has transitioned into a he and also yeah. a god. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ranger, something he would never forget, Ranger. Ranger was wearing a Clarisse mask that night. I don't know what a Clarisse mask looks like, but he was wearing one. Everyone had come as something or someone else. Mark was dressed as Rose. Okay. I don't know why he's screaming at me. Rose was dressed as Sakura. Sakura <laughs> was dressed as Anastasia. Anastasia was dressed as Robin. And Robin was dressed as an alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> because why the fuck not? Anastasia was instantly attracted to Ranger in him costume. The way he moved, the way he talked, the way he flicked his hair. Ranger was doing a karaoke number. It was Let It Go. Wait, Let It Go by, by who? I don't know. I, we don't know. And he was awesome. He sung like a true seductor. The audience was miasmerized by Ranger. <laughs> underwear was chucked at Ranger. Okay. <laughs> Chuck right. that underwear. Get it. Anastasia got up and sang too. When Ranger was singing Let It Go, it was like the words spoke to him. Ranger seemed to be addressing each word of the song just to him. The room faded away, and it was just the two of them, no one else in the world. They gazed into each other's eyes as Ranger spoke the last lyric, then silence. Suddenly, Anastasia was woken out of the flashback by the present. The woman stood atop the verbal wall from everywhere, guard. No, that doesn't say guard, that says guard. Came from. <laughs> I don't know what guard is, but they came. They tied up all the wedding guests and Ranger, who had been the priest. <gasps> He's a priest, yay! I knew something was up, Rose said. You sounded way too happy last time we spat insults at each other, she said, as she walked down from the rubble to the wedding area. Of course, there was also this. She took out a paper and folded it into an airplane. Then she fired it at Anastasia. Oh, no! <laughs> They're being attacked. 
Anastasia opened it up and saw it was their wedding invitation. Rose laughed loudly. Oh, yeah, you were willing to invite Robin, but not me? Well, <laughs> well you that's, that's some, that's some, that's some bull. She yeah. invited Robin, the enemy, <laughs> and not, and not Rose, who was her sidekick. Mm. So I did what I had the right to do. I went to Robin and I defeated them and took their invitation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anastasia knew that Rose could be powerful, but oh yeah, before Rose turned out to be such a colossal biatch, they had been fighting Robin together, but Anastasia didn't know that Rose could have defeated Robin as long as she had enough motivation. <laughs> All right, girl, get it. Ha 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 Rose laughed. Now to enact my plan, because not only will I stop your wedding, I'll make your wedding impossible. The lackeys took Ranger and shoved him forward. They did the same thing with Mark. Rose walked over to Mark and took his hand. Now, Ranger, wed me. Otherwise, <laughs> I will kill all you love. And if you, Anastasia, try to stop me, I will resurrect Robin. Man, I can't believe Robin is dead. I didn't even get to meet him. Anastasia felt like they were, oh, they're a they again. Anastasia felt like they was kicked in the stomach. It wasn't an impossible choice. Anastasia thought, give up the love of Anastasia's life or save the world from Robin. It was almost as if fate or God set everything in motion to torture Anastasia. But long Anastasia didn't have to be in agony because Anastasia had a plan. The next time they saw each other, Ranger winked at Anastasia, remembering what happened at the party. Anastasia blushed. Some of the others giggled. Did they know? Anastasia didn't care. Anastasia had some time before he had, why did he keep turning into a he? <laughs> he had to do anything. So he, the capital H, decided to have another flashback, okay? It was just after the karaoke. They had stepped of the stage to loud applause and were now looking at each other. Hi, Anastasia said meekly. Hey, but like the kind you eat. Ranger said also meekly. Their confidence from moments ago had evaporated like alcohol. Does alcohol evaporate? Okay. Do you want me to dot, dot, dot? Maybe two dots. Okay, then one dot. They, so they walked into the cloakroom. Oh, it wasn't long before their lips were together. Anastasia couldn't remember who made the first move. He did remember the taste, though. The taste of Ranger. Ranger tasted like pomelo on a spring noon. Refreshing and salty, but also a bit sour. What had they been eating? Anastasia tried to work it out. Oh no, tried to work out it. I keep making this make more sense than it actually does. It doesn't make sense. It took much tongue work. What the fuck is a tongue? <laughs> Not like a tongue like in your mouth. A T-U-N-G. I don't know what it is. After a few minutes, mouth-to-mouth potholing. Potholing? Ranger guessed what Anastasia was doing. I had kiwi fruit for lunch. Oh, you don't have to stop though. Oh, good. The grandma stage just said with great relief. They finally drew away after what seemed a whole Wednesday. A whole Wednesday, but with only mere minutes. The taste of Ranger's lips still lingered in Anastasia's mouth as they finally looked upon each other with new eyes. Relief sighs came from both of them as both embraced. Ranger snuggling against Anastasia's neck as he as he snuggled up to Ranger's torso. Wait, what? Anastasia was getting married to Trent. She's getting married to Mark. Mark. Oh wait, she's getting married to Mark. Mm-hmm. So she's making out with Ranger. She's making out with Ranger right now. It at a at a party. And it's a flashback. And it's a flashback. Okay. Yes, a party where they all dressed up as each other, 
and Robin, the evil guy, dressed up as a as an alarm clock. Yes. Gotta keep up, Belinda. I mean, I know. I just... <laughs> I know it's confusing. Ranger went further by clutching Anastasia with his fingers, pulling at the fabric of his, his slacks to feel what was underneath. The telltale shape in his leggings stood up between them, especially with the weight it had against Anastasia's thigh. Anastasia liked this a lot and started making a lot of noise. Ranger joined in. Oh, Lord. I have to make this with my noises with my mouth. Oh, God. Ow! It got pretty noisy from that point on. Both of them had a lot of fun and made a lot of noise. Anastasia sounded like cart going wrong. Ranger sounded like the head of zebras in heat. They had a lot of fun, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. My doodads are hurting. Can we stop? Five times is enough, surely. If Ranger said, please, no, more, 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 said Anastasia with apparently an insatiable appetite. Ranger finally slapped Anastasia to get him to stop. Sorry about that. I got a little carried away, said Anastasia. That's okay. I enjoyed it said Ranger, blushing in the way they always did. Tomorrow? Yes, said Ranger. I'll bring some of my toys next time for us to play with, said Anastasia. And with that, they left the cloakroom and turned to the party. How did nobody hear that? Okay. The months that followed were fun, but angsty. <clears throat> Erg, said Anastasia, putting down up their most bored voice. Well, I didn't really want him anyway. I just said that to rile you up. What? Rose said in utter disbelief. Yeah, I was just so angry with you over, you know, that thing that I decided that I was going to marry Mark just to make you jealous. <gasps> then, then, and, and then, then Anastasia thought of the one thing that would make their ruse even better. Because really, said Anastasia, I love you. Rose stood there baffled. All the minions took, looked at her unsure what to do now. You mean that, said Rose? Of course not, said Mark. And in that unguarded moment, he knocked Rose unconscious. Ha 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 ha. You didn't expect that. <laughs> happened hey bitch mark yelled loudly and laughed loudly afterwards all the other guys laughed as well as did anastasia and afterwards when the police came and arrested rose the wedding continued as anastasia predicted in the evening finally they could show off their kink and then it turned out that mark too had a secret he whispered at anastasia taking off his shirt and revealing that he had been wearing nipple clamps all this time oh <laughs> or just <laughs> That was kind of hot as well. Anastasia thought it became a really, really nice night. Although deeply somewhere, Anastasia felt a little doubt over their proclamation of love towards Rose. Maybe there was a core of truth in it. Maybe their rivalry was nothing more than an elaborate foreplay. <laughs> Nonetheless, now it was too late. Mark was Anastasia's life partner now. Although maybe when Rose finally came free, Anastasia might be able to convince Mark to explore more cakes with the both of them. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh God! My God! <laughs> what was that? Oh God! I don't know what that was. So <laughs> we made a story, and it was that. I would just like to point out that she didn't read anybody's mind. Yeah, and I'm upset. Or did any underwater basket weaving? Yeah, she didn't do any underwater basket. And I'm upset that, that none of those things happened. Also, that she turned into a he halfway into the story. And then also, they she turned back into, or they turned back into, the, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, so she made out with Ranger. So I'm guessing she and Ranger, well, since we didn't specify gender, they had 
uh, feelings for Ranger and nothing else? I mean, I guess. I mean, it's they, but they also have feelings for Rose and Mark. So they have feelings for all their sidekicks. <laughs> they said, why have one when I can have, no, wait, except Sakura. They didn't have feelings for Sakura. Poor Sakura. Even when it's not actually Sakura, she still gets nothing. <laughs> she still gets nothing, even when it's not her. Just, Man, everybody hates Sakura. It's Sakura. Uh, Poor Sakura. Well, um, <laughs> we, I think, I think we should just stop there. <laughs> we should just stop there. That's been us. Um, make sure to follow us on social media. Bell Mars, you want to plug your social media platforms? <laughs> yes. I am on the Instagrams. So, cause I guess really nothing much. I mean, I have like food I cook. It's lady underscore blurred ninety four. Mm-hmm. And blurred is spelled B L E R D. Yeah, it's a combination of black and nerd, so like a blurred. I should have called myself blurred vision. Actually, that would have been good. So <laughs> good, good. Yeah, some, some political issues and random pictures, and yeah, I just post what feels good. So. Yay. Maybe I'll plug in my Snapchat. Well, there you maybe go. Time, yeah. So, yeah, I'm on the Instagram if you want to follow me. Um, and if you want to talk nerd culture, we can probably go more into that. So, yeah, let us know. Everybody, um, if you follow us, I'm going to be putting it on my Twitter too. My Twitter is Nikki Alley Muse. That's N I K K I A L I M U S E. Um, I'm going to be posting all of our little cute graphics on there um with the shenanigans question that we do so like if y'all want to answer that um please do so i would love we would love to see like what y'all say um and do you have anything else like belmars do you have anything to share any news hmm. yes i do also want to have Rizium rip my lovely boyfriend also a very talented musician uh he is a dj so he'll be doing the intro and outro music he did some older stuff so i'll probably give him a shout out as well probably That's check right. out some of stuff yes follow him um i'll put i'll put his stuff in the in the description but we're gonna go now we're gonna go now because i have to like go protect myself from from white bands because apparently colette and i's life was way too parallel for me to sleep sleep soundly at night anymore so i gotta go I I don't know. I have to serial killer protect my house or something. I don't know what I'm gonna have to do. I'm with the movie. And be careful if anyone drive on 45. Technically, the most dangerous city for 45 is Houston, because Houston recently designed their streets so you can see the skyline. So fun fact. Oh. I mean, that's why people rubberneck and get into accidents. And yeah, I'm 45. That's terrible, Houston. Somebody should do something about that. <laughs> we don't need to look at the skyline while we drive. <laughs> um all right guys we'll see you next time yeah next time send us with feedback whatever we're here for you take care of yourself and wear your damn mask that's right wear your fucking mask bye guys see you next I week <laughs>